Hi, Jason. Hello, Henrietta. Welcome to the conversations with Jason Campbell and Henrietta Galina. Now, Henrietta, this was a monumentous week, and um, specifically for the passing of Karl Lagerfeld. And, um, and that's going to be the subject of this week's podcast. Now that Karl Lagerfeld is dead, now what? That's a good question. <laughs> it's an interesting question because I, I did read a lot about it over the last week, just obviously trying to distill like what happens next and what his career meant to our industry. Um, and it was really interesting. I felt like everyone was saying the same thing. No one really knew him too well. I kind of questioned the void. Obviously, he's like a massive polymath, this creative chameleon, all of these incredible things. He's iconic. That being said, kind of wondering as much as it is the last of the fashion giants, I don't think that the industry could ever breed that level of persona again, because it just looks different, like culture's just different. And it's been honed for 50 years. Exactly. I just wonder how much of a void will be left because everything has moved on so much since those big giants of fashion have existed. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like, like there will never be another Karl Lagerfeld. There'll never be a, another Saint Laurent. But for the same token, I don't think that in this more democratic landscape, there even can be such an iconic figure made. Well, I agree anyway. with you. I agree does with that you. That makes sense. Yes, it does make sense. I think the career that Karl Lagerfeld built over a 50-year uh, period, that cannot that cannot be replicated, duplicated in this period going forward at all. That cult of personality, especially when um, looking through the media lens, things were so much slower. He was able to marinate as a creative, as a designer, without the, the daily design distractions as we are currently experiencing um, via social media, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. So, Things just happen so much quicker that I just don't think it's possible for you to even settle into that kind of absolutely. legendary status. Absolutely. I agree with that. Um, and I think that is the reason why such such an homage was paid to him um, over the last week. I mean, I have to say, I saw everyone <laughs> who got a whiff of the name Karl Lagerfeld was literally posting some sort of, like, homage to him this this week. They definitely understand the position that he held, what he represents, and I think... Also, the the community recognized that there will never be another. A, it was the last of his kind. I can't think of another one, maybe besides a Ralph Lauren, and it's a completely different league. But someone of that age and someone who has contributed so much to fashion over a, a long period, he's kind of the last one. Challenge me if I if I have that incorrectly. No, he's the last one in the sense that he's the last one that also, in tandem with his um, storied and like, lengthy career has remained relevant I think like a Ralph Lauren or a Tommy those kind of fashion giants haven't necessarily kept up with the times in the way that Karl Lagerfeld did at both Fendi Chanel and just like his own celebrity status so I think yeah it's like the end I think the only last kind of quote-unquote giant is like an Anna Winter but even then that's a very different thing the publishing versus design um and he was, he he understood relevancy in a way that was really unusual for someone of his age and his career trajectory, you know, the first one to do a designer collaboration at H&M, like he was 
prolific with those shows and the level of production and showmanship and, you know, grew Chanel to what they just under $10 billion um, in in annual revenue. So he understood what people wanted to buy. He understood the the cues of the moment. All of those things, I think, are not really applicable to like a Ralph Lauren or a Tommy or any of those existing. Fair enough. And I I do think that's why he was revered till the very end. I think the generations over the last um, four or five decades have recognized his, um, his ability to stay modern, his ability to be, to stay relevant, his curiosity about the um, pop culture of the time. Like that's a mark. And he, he had, commentated on that significantly over uh, his lifetime. He's always said that he is really open to the spirit of the time. Whatever the zeitgeist is, you always sense that he had his finger on that pulse and 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 uh, regularly extracted from it to infuse the design, to fuse the designs in the collection that he helmed um, at Chanel and at, um, and at Fendi. And so you really got a sense that this was a guy, regardless of how old he was, that he literally had his ear to the street. And that's very that's very commendable. And you saw with Chanel and with Fendi that you know sensibilities change from one season to the next. That was not a man that was boxed in. And whatever was delivered, it was a was delivered on such a grand scale, and um, and it was delivered to an audience, um, um, and it was delivered in a contemporary fashion. So yeah. that I think really was able. He was able to embrace multi generations as a result of that perspective. For sure. And I think, I mean, just even from a business perspective, which apparently he didn't really get massively involved in, just even the whole business of couture, building that to be the biggest, building Chanel to be the biggest couture house and and finding the money. A lot of people were saying it's dead. And I think that that just wasn't ever the case with Chanel. He definitely kept that well and alive. But I think a lot of what I think I was responding to was the end of the era component of there was a level of consistency and this is how things are done in fashion with a capital F that seems to be going now. And it's that full on democracy is that full on evolution that we don't necessarily know where we're going. That kind of real new era that feels a bit more real now that a lot of those kind of pillars of fashion seem to be leaving well do you know what i mean yeah but i i don't look at it in that way i think in in many ways that becomes a more fearful um reality no it's not fearful i just think fashion as much as fashion is about moving forward and evolving a lot has stayed the same in terms of the the infrastructure of and the framework of fashion with a capital f and i think that with giants like karl lagerfeld's the anna winters things just feel you know you're it's not even the changing of the guards i feel like the guards have changed and I think that's the thing that can feel fearful depending on where you are in the industry but for me it feels quite exciting well I you know I'm a I'm a progressive thinker I like change for sure um but if we're speaking about this industry and speaking about the the security that a designer and a house represented for uh for the community I think we're talking about something very significant. So I'm not, it's not about saying um, moving on to the next era. It's kind of really recognized what came before. And I think 
I have to say I use the word fearful because at least with a Chanel, you know, you know what that represent represented season in season out. As I said, even if sensibilities change, I don't think any other house in fashion is as confidently rooted as a Chanel was. So I think with the and uh, this is maybe uh, um, premature to say, uh, depending on who really occupies that house going forward, but I just don't think that they could ever come back to that point of, you know, as, as a solid house through and through with, uh, with, uh, with an architect of the house like a Carl was and to hold it with such confidence. I don't think that's, um, I don't think that's possible going forward. So I think that's what his passing represented, really represented, you know, a, a, a loss of confidence um, in some respect. Yeah, I don't actually think that because I think that the appointment of Virginie, his right-hand lady, should I say, over the last 30-plus years ensures that continuity in a way that Sarah Burton at McQueen or like a Jonah Lyons at J. Crew or Alessandro at Gucci, from a larger brand perspective, ensure that there's a level of newness but keeps the codes the same. I think it's going to keep the lights on. I think a brand like Chanel and even a brand like Fendi, where the family are quite heavily involved, as much as it's all about Carl, there are very much formulas that make those things happen. Oh, yeah, there's there like, are like a thousand hands yeah, that no, no, make there's... everything push forward. So I think that in terms of the business and the aesthetics and the codes and all those things, obviously it's going to be missing an element of magic that he brought to the table, but I think it's going to move forward quite nicely, particularly given that the helm might change hands to women. Well, I think that's which a, I think, I think is, that's a veritable, interesting. I think that's a, I think that's a question. There's a question mark um, on that. I don't, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that the house will remain um, intact in the way that it did with Carl. Yes, there are codes in place then. These are robust businesses with functions that are entrenched and so forth. Yeah, business will continue, but we cannot, we cannot diminish the cult of personality that Carl Lagerfeld brought to the equation. So, yes, while um, a veteran of, of, of Chanel will take over, a 30-year veteran, mind you, I don't know. I mean, I don't know this person, for example. You know, so in terms of personality, yes, they may be able to know all the intricacies of design that Carl, the codes of the design that Carl had instituted at the house, but um, what are we buying into, you know? <laughs> That's actually a really interesting point because when I was initially thinking about it, I was like, that makes sense. It's very akin to Sarah Burton at McQueen. These are women who you get the sense did the work. Mm. You know, Carl is this kind of flamboyant personality creating all these collections, multiple, multiple collections every season for three different houses, if you include his own. And I think that the actual realities and nuances of what goes down the runway, what you see in the stores, how things actually manifest is from another person. I was reading that he never went to one business meeting, didn't liaise with the marketing teams, didn't liaise with the business side of things, the CFOs, wasn't really into what sold, what did well, what makes sense in a retail setting, all of those things. That was obviously someone's job. And I think that a big part of her role was to distill a lot of Carl's vision and really manifest it in a way that keeps Chanel afloat. So I actually think it's going to be interesting to see what she does because she obviously is going to bring a different sensibility like what we saw with Maria Grazia Curie at Dior, like being the first woman and having a sort of female first perspective, a female gaze, if you will. So I think all of those things are really interesting, but I think she is probably going to come at it 
in a way that might feel a bit more pragmatic, but keeping the Carl spirit alive. And I think that's almost quite modern because also, you know, one of his traits, which for better or for worse, which kind of caused him to say things that might be a bit outlandish, like he wasn't necessarily rooted like in this world. He was like very much in that fashion with a capital F bubble. So I feel like maybe it could be an interesting new trajectory with someone who just isn't that cult of personality and doesn't particularly seem to be that interested in it, given that this is the first time a lot of people are hearing of her. Well, it's interesting that you have underscored the fact that the the new designer is a woman. I didn't really think so much about that in respect to Chanel. We're speaking about Chanel here. I didn't think about that too much because I've always felt that Chanel was was not necessarily, it didn't feel like a line that was designed by a man, like a, a, a line for women that was designed by a man. And if I got that sense, I always felt that Chanel had, you know, copious amounts of femininity and um, and was very respective of the woman's body. I didn't get the sense that there was like torture and all those sort of things no, that goes around a male designer. That, in the <laughs> sense that Dior has that sensibility, Kevin Klein has that sensibility. I mean, the only, I mean, you'd have to be, be a heady for the new Celine to to have any sense of true misogyny or or missing certain notes when no, it comes no, to dressing women. No, I disagree. I mean, there's myriad people that could be mentioned. Um, Anthony Vaccarella is one that has uh, come up as like misogynistic to women. Even Alexander Wang. I mean, there's a long list of male designers that that are said not to be as considerate of women as they should be. So yeah, there's a there's a long list, and I would not have put Carl on that list in my estimation. For sure, I'm talking about at that Chanel level in this way that um, can Alex Wang. I'm talking about at, at, on a on a bigger level, but um, there's not many people on that level. That's no, the whole point. <laughs> that's, that's also that's also very true. But I do feel like that female component is going to be an interesting one. The female and the that lack of cult personality, I think, will be interesting. Um, for sure, I'm, I'm glad you raised the point about the female. I would love to see how that plays out. Because um, it's also the same with Sylvia Fendi. What about what about that angle? Because there's talk around if Carl will even be replaced or if she will take the helm. So I just am thinking just in general, the, the idea of the, the female leader, I think, is just interesting. Okay, fair enough. Saying. I mean, I'll give you that, but I have to say, still, is <laughs> not simply because of what came before under Carl's umbrella. I just don't think that it ever um, questioned his, uh, in, it, it was never questioned how he treated women through his designs, I I, I've, I think I think that he's always had a respect and a, a design sensibility that was very honoring of the woman and the female form and so forth. It wasn't it wasn't torture. <laughs> but it doesn't have to be an extreme to make the point. I'm all I'm saying is that you can honor and be respectful, or you can have just a completely different gaze because you are that consumer or you are of that demographic. So it's less about seeing a, a vast contrast between a misogynist and a female designer. It's just more a case of there are just naturally going to be different sensibilities that I think will be interesting, particularly in this age of Me Too, feminism, social media, all of those elements combined, I think it's just a, it's just a more interesting proposition, I think, that is something to be excited about. Well, fair enough, fair enough. But I, and I, I think looking at that big picture as well, 
it begs a lot of questions about how brands, especially with the with a massive changing at the helm, how a brand is viewed in this era. I mean, Chanel is a behemoth. So I'm very interested to see, you know, um, I think when uh, multiple Chanel bags are released and, and all over the seasons that, yeah, you'll lean in because, you know, this has come down from Carl, or at least you think it has come down from Carl. But will everyone lean in as much as they have been historically? to the Chanel brand with that personality not there? I'm not sure. I, I'm really, 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 really not sure because let's be honest, their uh, personality plays a tremendous role in how consumers consume. So I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. And I, I've used the word um, um, confident because I felt the brand has been very confident. It hasn't been a brand that has been shaky at all in recent mm -hmm. history. We're making more and more and more and more, more money. and more and more money. So does it is there a backslide in that because the those elements are not there, the Carl elements are not there? I don't know. I think it's a I think it's a profound question, and I think internally at Chanel that um I would love to know strategically what they're thinking. I think so because I think that more and more and more those brands and those scenarios are becoming anomalies because it's such a crowded marketplace. That's why I was saying that like, I don't know that there's going to be space for such a huge huge like icon personality in this industry there's just not enough space and so he's had the runway over the last 50 years to develop that just like an Anna or a Saint Laurent or a Calvin Klein or a Ralph Lauren in a way that you can't do that today it's been really interesting that you know I've been reading um just like a ton of tributes and just you know Carl was a polymath and he was a creative chameleon in a way that people are now saying like who's the new god Virgil because he DJs and he is into architecture and does like architect project art projects. He's at the helm of a big house. He is at the helm of his own brand that's very different. And like, so there's a lot of looking to see, like grappling at like what can replace, what can be similar in a way that I'm just like, we are we doing that? Like, I just think it's a different time. <laughs> and with the passing of Carl, that's what I'm saying. It's just right. a new era. Like this whole idea that we're trying to recreate magic or we're trying to replace him or that's what I'm saying. It's it's just not that anymore. So even people trying to cling to this idea of is Virgil the new Carl, I'm just like, no. And does he need to be And does he and need well that's the thing. There's a thousand Virgils. Like it's just a different proposition now. It's a different time. It's a different culture. Mm. And that's what I was saying about this whole idea of the, oh, it's not even the switching of the guards. It now feels like it's just becoming the new guard because it's just not comparable anymore. It's not apples to apples. Well, you know what, though? Maybe I'll amend that a little bit. Maybe I'll amend my response in that if you're looking for someone who have some of the features of what Carl have, all that multi-hyphenated, you know, lifestyle photographer, you know, publisher, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, you know how it is. People just love to compare. People love mm -hmm. to identify who that next one is. And I dare say, I know we have very mixed sort of feelings on Virgil here on this podcast, but I dare say he may be um, he may be the one who's deigned to to fill that to fill that space in terms of just the multi hyphenation, the 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 multi artistic interest, and so on and so forth. You know, people have been bandying about Jacques Mousse. Um, I think as a figure, maybe he's just closer close to the story, but in terms of what he encompasses, I don't think it's as robust as Virgil. But but I, I think it's just, just a natural comparison. I think so, and at face value, because that's what I'm saying. The runway is completely different. The the environment that fostered Karl Lagerfeld is very very different, and just 
the industry is different. I just feel like it's just not a, it's not the same thing, nor does it need to be. No, it doesn't need to be. that's to me what's interesting. It's kind of a lot of things of the past seem to be falling away and publishing feels to be different. Luxury feels to be moving in a different direction. Fashion seems to be moving in a different direction. It just feels like with his passing, when Anna Winter leaves Vogue, that will kind of be it. And maybe when someone different takes the helm of like a Ralph Lauren. But I think we're really seeing the last few. For sure. And I, oh, I and, and for the better. <laughs> and for the better. I don't think there's anything wrong with like, you know, turning the page, starting a new chapter, writing new codes and, 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 and moving forward. So yes, I do think that, um, I do think that the passing is significant in that it allows us to really look at this industry, uh, afresh. And I think that, um, that new things are going to come down the pike for sure, because mm-hmm. Carl, he, he was unchallenged in his role. He really was. A hundred percent. Um, yeah, it was it was interesting that first day when the news broke felt very much dedicated to Carl and it yes. was very yes. like sad and and quite kind of overwhelming even on Instagram like it was just even hard to really be on it because it was just like all I mean at thing. one time every single one of the tiles just every single was one. a Carl was a Carl situation. And you could argue rightly so, but I feel like after that it just feels a bit like everyone pretty much has the same thing to say. It's either amazing, he was a god, and all of that kind of legendary status, obituary type uh, feeling, or it was, you know, let's not forget he was a misogynist and a racist and a homophobe and all of these other things. It was very kind of in two camps, the latter more so living on social media, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I was just kind of surprised at how much I was kind of like, hmm, I don't think much is going to really change because fashion is being propelled forward at such a fast pace. Absolutely. Now what? Well, yeah, well, I, I, I agree with you in the sense that I don't think, you know, we are, the, the audience is thinking about how to cause it Chanel and making sure the brand, it's not that kind of, no, it's not that kind of thing. I think, you know, um, with that passing is kind of like, Let's move forward and 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 hope for the best. I didn't believe hoping for the best even applies, but let's just move forward. I think that's the I think that's the energy. And it was soon after his passing that it was announced that uh, Virginie, um, his mm-hmm. his replacement would be taking the house. So it, Which that I was, was clear smart. too. It was so funny because then it was it was is it going to be Hedy? Is it going to be Phoebe? And they were literally like, no, bitch. no, exactly. None so of that. I thought that was very smart to just none of that had that. to play out at um, all. It was um, it was huge. So now that that regime, <laughs> we can bury that regime. Let's see what um, let's see what takes its place. Mm-hmm. And on that note, we'll see you the next time. Bye.